0: Welcome to Life, the Grand Adventure. During this adventure, there are many twists and turns, each of which leads on a new path of our journey. Luckily for all of us, we have God with us on this adventure. Oftentimes, we try to make things too complicated. Hello, I'm Adam, and I have great news for you. Life is actually quite simple, and if you come along with me on this podcast journey, I will share with you one simple fact about life and faith. It's that simple. Today I have two passages of scripture. The first is from John 15 verses 18 through 25. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuses for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. And now Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 through 34. is from the section titled, Jesus Sends Out the Twelve. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor the servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more than members of this household? So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the rooftops. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care, and even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven, but whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. That was a lot of scripture, but I believe in the podcast I want to share as much scripture as possible, and both passages have so much to unpack. I'm only hitting a couple points within each of those passages to talk about the point of today's title, Dangerous, Thanks to Our Savior. Because they they just really spoke, and the first passage was the original one that I was going to use, but today in church, uh, Pastor Barry White at Park Valley Church was using portions of the second passage, and God just said, hey, put that in the podcast. It is something people need to hear. Someone somewhere needs to hear that passage. I do have to get credit to part of the idea for today, or even part of this title, to Kevin Burgess, who wrote a book called Dangerous Jesus. Many of you might have heard of him if you listen to christian music kevin burgess is kb the rapper he has a great song called church clap an awesome song called king jesus and many other amazing hip-hop songs uh, inspired by christ and just check out his music check out the book there's a link in the passage i've been working through it it's, it's it's powerful stuff it's awesome stuff just to to hear the words he's sharing in that book so a lot of the a lot of the ideas sort of come from there or rounded from there are based in ideas that he shared in there, which are pretty amazing. But I'm gonna tell you, it's been a rough week for me, a rough week and a half, two weeks. I've mentioned before, there are things around my house breaking, re-breaking, unbroken that need to be fixed. And I am just being burnt to my core working on them. But in the grand scheme, there are things of this world, they will break. But you know what? They can be repaired. They can be replaced. I repaired the brakes on my car yesterday with my father. Dad and I worked on the garage to get these circuits I've been talking about a while ago going. And we had them all and then they blew up again. So I'm back to square one. I got the garage door openers working. Victory. But the real challenge for me this week that leads to the dangerous title of the podcast came at work and it was interesting i'm i'm an elementary school teacher and i teach all the kids and i see them all every 6 days as part of a rotation i do the best within my ability to share christ's love with them through my actions the way i treat them the way i love on the students i have and i will bend over backwards to do anything to help them right now the current climate of teachers is very stressed very broken very tortured almost to the soul, just from the stressors from higher up, stressors from people that are asking things in education that maybe don't know how education should be taught to kids, maybe don't work directly with kids. And people are stressed out. People are on edge. People are not thinking big picture school, big picture kids. They are thinking selfishly about themselves with every action they do. And it makes life for me personally hard at times. It makes it hard for me at times to go, man, I'm here for these kids 100%. That's never a hard thing for me. But to want to walk outside my door, to want to go and be around my coworkers because of some of the just anger, the terribleness and the selfishness that is resonating. It's not just at schools, it's in everywhere. But this week, it really came to, it came up in a big way for me my schedule is blocked off but there's open blocks where I have planning and if if a group needs to switch I've always been one to say yeah my planning is available I'm there for the kids I'm there to help you out I'm there I tell the teachers I'm there to help you out I'm there to support you in whatever way I can as far as moving around to adjust my schedule things will get done but if I can help someone out it's it's an amazing powerful thing so this week we were we were asked by a a a group to do a changing of our schedule. And a lot of people that I work with are against doing this. I don't know why. I still can't understand it. I've always been in the minority saying, hey, if I have to teach kindergarten during my planning and then plan during kindergarten, it's not a big deal. I'm helping those people out. But some people are so implanted in that that they really are upon that. Well, person asked me to do that because I'm the, the lead of the team. And in my mind, initially, I'm like, yeah, 100%, not a big deal. But I had to think, how's this going to affect my standing within the group? How's this going to affect what's going on? And I'll be honest, it sounds terrible, but I don't care. I care that these students will get that activity, that I'm able to alleviate some of the stress on others. And it doesn't affect what I'm doing. And I had another teacher that I, could, that I talked with that was on the email thread with me as well and was against it initially. And I talked to that teacher and I said, you know what, all we can, this is showing kindness. This is an olive branch being put out to people that maybe right now the tensions are tough between different coworkers. And if we can be that olive branch, if we can be that kindness, it'll trickle down. And my friend was like, wow, that's truth. That that makes sense. I, I'm on board, and I, I'll back you up. You know, people are not going to be happy. And I went and I ran over with my boss, going through that entire thing, and he was like, "That sounds spectacular. That's great. I agree with you." We set we set a plan in how we're going to do it. We had to shorten it a little bit just due to where we had to be and whatnot. And I was like, "Cool." Finally, after years of this discussion, it came through. And then I had to talk to a coworker and explain it. He's like, "Yeah, it sounds great." Talked to another coworker later on, who was not happy was not happy that we were switching well we haven't done it before okay we haven't that's what we're going to do now is what i said but but it opens a can of worms i was like yes it does open a can of worms now we have a plan this is a time when they can come in this is the plan that can be for others all we can do is be kind but they're not being kind back i can i said i can't control how other people act all i can do is control what I do to others, how I treat others, and if I can help them out through the kindness of my heart, I will do that. I'm having some dangerous conversations here because people were not happy. I went to my boss later and said, "Dude, I, I feel for you. People are mad at me right now because I made this decision that I think is best for all people." It's to the point that there's a there's a thread <laughs> there's a thread uh, amongst people that I'm not part of because I'm the lead. That's part of being the leader, making the tough decisions. People aren't going to behave happy. I did this not because of my selfish ambitions, not because of anything, but because I want to show the love of Jesus to all the kids, all the people I work with, and this is how I can do it. This is how I'm able to do it. And I went back to that team and I said, hey, this works out. This is what we're going to do. And I felt very confident in this, but sad in the fact that there were people that were mad, not understanding that this really isn't that big of a deal, but that's a mountain people choose to climb to die on. I guess a hill. I talked to another team member who's a a Christian and wasn't happy and sort of was almost like, yeah, well, but this is a challenge. I said, you know what? We're called to be the light. We're called to show kindness and love. We can't do what other people can do, whatever they want to do. And that's all we can do. And he was like, he responded like, you're right. You made the right decision. A couple of days, a day or two later, I was telling them. I said, yeah, you know, I know with my friend, I can, my guy I work with, I can talk faith. He's like, well, that explains why in the office I was getting this like sermon, like, hey, we got to show love to others. Dah, 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 dah. And I was like, yeah, that's the truth. That was me that said it. And, and you know what? I said that to one person. They said it to another person. They were sharing the word of Jesus. I didn't say that to them, but that's what was happening in my heart. That's how I felt. And that was amazing. That was awesome. I loved it. But it's true. We can't control others. We can't control ourselves. That's the danger out there. Now, talking about KB, I was talking about the book Dangerous Jesus earlier. Part of what he's saying is following Jesus isn't for the faint of heart. It's a dangerous calling. We're called out of our comfort zone. And this is all, as I wrote in the title, thanks to our Savior. We're called to stand up for something so much greater. Someone so much greater. Salvation so much greater. Many believe the church is only... As simple as, you know, you accept Jesus, get baptized, and ba-boom, you're good. Come weekly, show up for Christmas, Easter, whatever, you're good. Sorry, guys. That's not the whole story. Ba-boom, you're good. That's true. Your, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but if you really are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you know what you accepted, you are part of Jesus. You are now part of Jesus. But there's a calling to something so much bigger. There's a dangerous calling, a calling to help your brothers and sisters, to love on them, to be there for them, even when it's not cool or society doesn't deem it something to stand up for. Being part of Jesus isn't about standing up on the stage, being the popular person that does everything the way that society wants us to. Jesus was countercultural, man. Countercultural things he said blow people's minds who don't set and believe in him he he talks to the worst of the worst people prostitutes tax collectors we can go on and on as he said he did he's the good physician he don't come to heal the healthy but to heal the sick now, I'm not gonna spoil KB's book because I want you to read it. I want you to support him. I want you to, like I'm listening to it as he's reading it, which is even cooler. I get to hear his voice within there, and he's got some song, he's got some some music and some drops within it, which is it's it's awesome. It's it's a very powerful book. I had my son listen to portions for our morning devotional the other week. But in there, he talks about knowing preachers who have preached out against racism. It's amazing that racism is still a touchy subject within the church. And they've lost their jobs for saying openly about ra- racism going on that it is wrong. Because the donors in the church weren't happy. And in some churches, the donors run the church. Oh, that's not good. That That is not good. And it might not have been racism for some pastors. It might be speaking out against something that we know is wrong. This week in my Bible study, we're going to talk about how we know what is right and wrong if we know we know right and wrong due to god wrong is not really a thing right is what god is we know right because we know god wrong is the absence of right it is not a thing wrong is the absence of doing what is right which i thought was a pretty powerful thing he also gave this other example about social justice and racism and where we are in the world. It's crazy to think you talk about the Ku Klux Klan. If you're not talking about racism, they preach things from the Bible. But they're not preaching at all. They're a terrible, terrible, terrible organization. All people on this earth are created by God. All people are gods, they're children of God, and I love on every single person. I love every person. Nobody, no matter what we look like, how we act, doesn't get that love. I might not agree with people on topics of other things, but <laughs> tell you what, on that one thing, on this racism, which are my two topics here, I 100% think it's wrong and that we should love everybody. There's a college in this country called Bob Jones University, they are a Christian college, a fundamental Christian college and they at one point had a ban on interracial marriage some people were like oh yeah that's a lot of places in the 60s yeah then they broke up that you know dr king you know the civil rights movement no 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 bob jones university announced in the year 2000 that they would get rid of that ban 2000, the year 2000, we're talking within this century. So racism isn't something of the past. It's something we still have to stand up for. We got to say when things are wrong. We've got to do it with Jesus's love, though. We need to look at that. It's dangerous. If you'd have been at that school and you said that was wrong, there was a chance you might have gotten kicked out of school until the year 2000. That's wild. A lot of times what we miss, though, is the tact. I think that's been one of the biggest challenges in the recent history of the church, maybe the history of the church, because we're humans. How do we show Jesus' love an area of uncomfort? A lot of times we do it incorrectly. We tell everybody everything that's wrong. We tell it, we condemn people. Or we ignore it. Ignoring things is just like accepting things. That's why it's dangerous. It's easy for you to walk away from something that might be controversial, that might be, that we know is wrong. But to stand up for it, dangerous. So what do we do? What's well, easy. We lean on Jesus. We lean on his words and his teachings. We can't go wrong there. Sometimes in the church, there is so much about what the church is against. Or we're trying to candy coat Christianity, that we miss the point of Jesus's love and desire to stand up for the drowned, downtrodden, to love on everybody, to, to love every single human on this planet Earth that has ever existed. I'm going to skim over the Beatitudes real quickly that Jesus laid out during the Sermon on the Mount. There, Matthew 5, verses 3 through 12, the, no, the link is in the notes, but he talks about blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the peacemakers. They'll be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, or falsely say all kinds of evils against you because of me. This is the best part. Verse 12. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So you've got to stand up for what is right. You've got to stand up. You've got to step forward. It's dangerous, it's dangerous to do that. So friends, it's that simple, or is it? It's a challenge, but really it is that simple. We are to live for Jesus. If you accepted him as your Lord and savior, you bent that knee, you took the plunge in that water and you said, I follow Jesus, then yeah, it's that simple. You have a powerful calling. Now, it's a dangerous calling and that we have to be kingdom focused. But if we do, this world will be better for it and we will see the rewards here and in the next. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for giving us that calling. It sounds like a weird prayer to say, but without that calling, we can't represent you. Jesus set the example. He said it wasn't going to be easy. He said there will be challenges. There will be people that hate us because of what we do, because of how we act for you. We can't control them. Help us to let go of that control. Help us to realize that all we can do is be you. Be your hands and feet in this world. Show your love in this world. And you'll take it from there. You gave us your word. You gave us your spirit. It is dwelling in us if we accept you. Help us to use that. Help us to take that step forward and to be you in this world. It's hard, but we thank you for that challenge. We thank you for the love and we ask for your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. So your challenge this week, stand up for Jesus. Be him in all you do. Are you being complacent and need to be there for him? Well, then do it. Do it. Let's do it. Last week I mentioned I joined the Tube Jesus Music and Podcast Network. It's an awesome network, tells twelve different genres of music. I've been using it during my workout. I shared with my workout group and there's growing podcast network on there. Check it out. They want to know. Are you listening to Jesus? It's an awesome pod for it. Links are in there. www.lcprva.com. If you, did, if you missed that, it's in my notes. If you're listening to us there, check out my brothers and sisters on Kingdom Praise Radio. Amazing gospel music. Amazing podcast. My brother Ken Rail there is killing it. He is rocking it. Great network. They are growing. I'm excited for some, for what he is saying. The ministry is doing. Both of these are ministries. If you're looking for a ministry to give to, I love music. Both of these are powerful music ministries. I encourage you to give of your means to them to support their message that's going through. I do this for nothing. My goal is not to make any money. My goal is to get God's word out and share what he's telling me. Spotify's got some video stuff going on now. I don't know how it works, but I'm popping my, my podcast on there as a video now. You can listen to me, you can see me, check it out. There's gonna be some highlights coming on. I'm gonna work through Spotify, which is where I record it. Listen to me anywhere you got podcasts. If you're listening to the podcast, check out the the internet radio stations I team with, internet radio stations, check out my podcast. Give me a like. Give me a joy so we can just keep spreading that message. And all these sites give me support. I want to give you support. If you need anything, hit me up. W- uh, sorry, it's that simple podcast at gmail.com. I love you guys. I want to do life with you. I want to show Jesus' love with you in all we do. God bless. I love you guys.